Hey, this is Megan from Pennsylvania. In light of the announcement of the remake of Constantine, I had a question about remakes. Um, is there any way that fans of a certain movie can petition to get a remake happening? Um, I am a fan of Event Horizon, and I think it's about time that someone remade that so we can get all the gore scenes that were apparently lost from the first filming of it. That is my question. Um, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Megan. You know, if you want to get a petition out there going to get the remake of Event Horizon going, I will happily sign it. Same. Yeah, I'm almost positive, and maybe we talked about this on the show, and which is such a weird thing about doing the podcast and having like over 100 episodes. It's like you totally forget the things that you've talked about. Yeah. Meanwhile, someone might have just like binged through a bunch and caught up and been like, you've talked about this three times in the last <laughs> five weeks. Why don't you remember it? <laughs> uh, but I'm almost positive there's at least been rumors about a remake of Event Horizon. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with something like that, I was kind of thinking about it earlier that... I'm not scared of remakes by any means because it's not like, oh, no, you ruined it. Like, no, you didn't. Right. It's yeah. just a different movie. The old one still exists. They didn't burn all the copies of the old one. <laughs> and I think just the way that horror is progressing, mm -hmm. I think if a studio took it seriously and got the right director who wanted to, like, just put the effort behind it instead of just being like, okay, it's a sci-fi movie in space, right. whatever, I think it could be amazing. You know, yeah. even with the largely the same pretense. And yes, I would like to see the explicit scenes that got cut. Like, especially some of those hell scenes would have been amazing yeah. to get more of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Event Horizon. I'll still, that's, that's an easy rewatch for me. I'll sit down and watch it. And it's a cult classic. It is. You know, who knew? It, it's, it's funny. You never know what movie. All of a sudden people are going to be like, no, that's amazing. Like that's a, <laughs> where the studio like, this is terrible or we're going to cut this or, oh, this is a mess or nobody's going to care because mm -hmm. some focus group of 20 people was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, with you mentioning this and we kind of touched on this, I thought as well that a couple of years ago there was a rumor that they that someone wanted to make like a, a remake or a sequel or something. But it, it might have even been Paul W.S. Anderson saying he wanted to do it again. Yeah. Like, I know, like, at one point, there's um some long, like, supposedly there's some lost footage out there um, that yeah. they were supposed to put out. I don't know whatever happened to that. But, yeah, for sure. Like, I would definitely sign that petition. Without hesitation. Yeah. I would m more than happy to. And I'm very excited to see what the remake of Constantine is. Peter Stormare has to come back. Please. As Satan. You. <laughs> Please. I don't care if it's not like canon. I don't, I, again, I don't know about Hellblazer and Constantine in the comics. I don't know if it's a faithful adaptation, but I don't care because it's so good. You need it. Speaking of things you need, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hi. And I'm John. No, Megan. No, Once Megan. again, Jet Set. Yeah, she's living that fancy life. I know. Film Fest season. She's at Fantastic Fest right yes. now. Living yeah, it probably up. living her best life. With I'm cheese very, fries. very jealous. With cheese fries. I saw that <laughs> earlier, too. 
If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, I'm going to tell you about what's been filling my heart this oh week. Oh, my God. No, switcheroo <laughs> Just for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I started off with your recommendation or your homework, I suppose, of what keeps you alive mm-hmm. on Shudder from 2018. Majestic mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. All right, Zena, why this one? First, the director, I love him, Colin Minahan. Mm. Well, Minahan, I was his last name. But yeah, he just rocks so hard. I absolutely love his work so much. And when I, I feel like I went on this binge where I was watching a whole bunch of his movies, and I fell in love with this one because mm. it went in a different direction than I thought. It was a whole lot meaner. And on top of that, Brittany <laughs> Allen, uh, she played the character Jules. She's yeah. incredible. I love her yes. so much. I love seeing her on screen. She's pregnant right now. I stalk her on Instagram. So it's just... <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just really enjoyed the movie. So I, I always just like to recommend it to people. So I, I got to be honest. Uh, I've seen this before. Oh, you have. Oh, my God. You should have like... texted me. I know. I forgot. And I started watching it. I was like... Why does this look so familiar? <laughs> so I went on Letterboxd because I forget all the movies that we've seen. And I went back. I'm like, but I haven't talked about this on the show, but I'm almost positive I'd seen this. It was a recommendation from one of my narrators on Creepy that I should oh, watch. wow. So I did watch it already. But I was actually okay. fine watching it again. I cool. didn't mind watching it again, understanding the conceit, because there's a twist. But the twist happens pretty early. Yeah. I think within about the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They don't wait too long and pretty much right out the gate things are wrong Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed it but i was what i found was interesting is i went on i googled it to pull up the imdb synopsis people on google don't like it i i noticed whoa Mm -hmm. i couldn't believe the number there was like 600 reviews and like 300 of them were one star yeah i i feel like that happens to me often like when i'm like in love with a movie and i'm thinking that people are gonna love it and then they they don't you know well (laughs) i i think that there's also just a concept of a lot of troll culture maybe part of it is because of a same-sex relationship Uh, and then people are just going to veil whatever their homophobia is and other complaints about the movie i don't know but there's something else that I've like I've been watching the 101 scariest horror movie moments, nice. which I'll talk to more in a, another time. But I saw I was in there. And my wife was kind of like, should we get into Halloween? I'm like, ah, I don't know if we're ready to dive into movies yet and yeah. get overwhelmed right away. And I pulled that up and I've really been liking it. But what I noticed is at the time there was only it had like one star on what? Amazon. That's crazy. And I'm like, what? I don't even understand. Yeah. I don't understand how you can just outright just hate these things. Like, what did you think it was going to be? It's literally showing you the exact thing exactly. that it's called. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are you mad about? Uh, so, so I don't get it. I mean, people, again, it's the whole, give me my 90 minutes of my life back. Yeah, like, grow up. It's like, well, and you would have <laughs> wasted them. If you're that mad about it, what good were you going to do with that 90 right. minutes? Nothing. So, I, I did enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not... You know, kind of survival horror, kind of twisty. Like, there is definite parts where it's, I don't know if, I don't know if triggering is the right word for what's mm-hmm. going on, but there is a certain level of abuse where it's very like, yeah, oh, like this is, 
way longer going or going on way longer than I expected. I'm, it was a battle. And it, it, it's like kind of like what you said, how the first 30 minutes something happens. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. You're thinking that, oh, she's not going to find out till later, at least like an hour yeah. or 45 minutes in. And then when that happens, I was wondering, OK, where are they going to go from now? And uh-huh. it just be, it just becomes meaner. The only thing I yeah. will say that was like kind of questionable, but it's still like it fits. Jules mm-hmm. made some questionable decisions sometimes you know Uh it's like come on you know um but i I think that that's why i i loved it you know just because it kept you guessing and kind of kept you at the edge of your seat and it's the type of movie where you'll talk to the screen at least that's that's how i was sure and i i'm actually really impressed how well i think we've hit covered this with no spoilers right because i think it's pretty easy to do spoilers with this movie yeah like there's a pretty big spoiler that we could say, and I think we've danced around stuff pretty well there. I'm proud of us. Oh, look at us! For that one, so people should go check it out on Shutter. 2018 is what keeps you alive. And then the movie that I was excited to watch, which I totally forgot Megan was going to be out of town, so it worked that I didn't have homework. Was the talk about 2015's The Witch, or the Vitch, if it makes people <laughs> feel better. It is on Tubi. I think it's about to leave Tubi, but mm-hmm. I think it's also just showed up on either Peacock or Pluto. So it is still out there for free for people. A family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Or are they? I, you know what, this this is a hard watch. Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot. Like, it's so bleak. Yeah. There is no joy in this movie mm-hmm. except for arguably the last two minutes <laughs> and it is just rough beginning to end it's gray it's cold like i felt cold watching it and i think i think well if i watched it last one tuesday or wednesday it was like 90 degrees in minnesota it was wow. the highest it had ever been for this time of year and i felt cold watching it it's like you just feel damp yeah the whole time it's just mud everywhere and i just imagine you know what that's probably what the 1630s was like i believe it it's rough and especially when you're talking about like the time of the salem witch trials Mm -hmm. i think one thing recently i kind of got into like what kind of spurred the trials in the first place because europe had already had theirs and it took a while to kind of get over to the united states and just this concept of finger pointing Mm -hmm. and like what really caused this and the number of neighbors that were literally just like they're a witch and they know they're (laughs) not a witch but they're just being terrible people (laughs) so on that note those kids oh oh, those are the worst those are some of the worst kids oh my gosh wasn't it jonas and mercy or something like that they're just so terrible the whole time they're (laughs) Just, I would just, that dad, I mean, maybe there are dads in this. I don't imagine dads in the 1630s being patient and just being like, oh, you stop doing that now. <laughs> like, I imagine them more like him swinging an ax at him to get him to stop because, man, they're terrible. Yeah. And the wife is just tired. They're all just tired of living mm-hmm. at that point. It seems like it. But it's such a beautifully shot movie. And. Up until that time, I can't really remember watching a horror movie that felt that way, mm-hmm. that really captured. And 
authenticity is subjective. I don't know. Maybe historians are like, this is not accurate at all. But for me, it is. This yeah. might as well be, you know, Dan Carlin's hardcore history. And like, it's just, it's more like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of watching like, wow, this is what people can do in movies. God, yeah. And then he goes on and does like the Northman and the lighthouse and stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. I see where that th- those came from. That makes sense. But it, it's great, especially in the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the witch, and you're okay feeling kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, I do uh, feel like it does definitely feel like fall. And no spoilers, but that ending creeped me out. Like, throughout the movie, mm. you know, I was fine with the stuff. But there was just something about it that just rubbed me the wrong way that made me feel uncomfortable. And um, and it was something so, like, like, subtle. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, blatantly in your face. It was just, like... It was just a line, and then yeah. what we saw, and I was just like, "Oh yeah!" And then I was, I went, I remember I went to the theaters to see this, and I was alone in the theaters. So, oh god, that would be terrible. Yeah, I was creeped out, but I loved it. I, well, I was one of only three people when I went to see Barbarian, oh, and I think god. I'm glad the other two people there were there because oh. I think it made me chill out a little bit. So, like, I didn't hide behind my hands quite so much because <laughs> I was sitting in front of them. But at the same time. Maybe I would, would have been better off if they'd have been. <laughs> been I don't know. You should have sat with them. <laughs> yeah, I should have just sat right next to them. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, can I buddy up with y'all during yeah, this? This is on. this is getting to me. Uh, but yeah, The Witch, available on Tubi, but I think it's on either Peacock or Pluto streaming as well. And with news that we're going to bring up pretty soon with uh, with Hulu's Hellraiser coming out, I figured it was time for me to revisit Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. Ooh. So I am rereading that right now okay and it had been a long time i forgot a lot of it but it was we'll talk about it more in the news but the re some of the reactions to people seeing the reboot and there being a female pinhead mm. why are people so mad it's it's exhausting like i learned it's... to just like mute things now just oh. you know for my mental health <laughs> You know, honestly, and and just because it's just draining because it's like you, they find anything to complain about. It's just, it's crazy to me. And like both sides are one, well, in my opinion, one side is just outright wrong. Being mad about it, I don't get. Mm -hmm. I don't get being mad about it. Just watch the other ones. Yeah. I don't understand being mad that it's not Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley even came out and he's like, no, this is great. Go watch it. Like gave this seal of approval. And like Pinhead isn't really even a character in Hellbound Heart. Like there mm. is a Cenobite described as Pinhead, but it's androgynous with like a, f- a young girl's voice. Mm. Doesn't specifically say female. It's more just like the voice than anything else. So Pinhead's never ostensibly a male in the first place. So the idea that it's just like, and, and we're not even saying it's a female Pinhead. In the Hulu version, it's just a female actress. So it's like now you're just, People got to get just settle down on gender. Just like, just calm yeah. down. But Hellbound Heart is very, very good. Those of you who have read Clive Barker, it's classic Clive Barker, and it was one of his original stories. And, you know, it's it's gory, and it's a mix of the, the psychosexual concepts and pain and pleasure and everything. If you've seen Hellraiser and you read the book, you're like, okay, I see where it came from. Mm. The plot's a little bit different. Um, as far as the relationships within the movie, but otherwise it's not bad. Okay. Like as far as like how close the adaptation was, which makes sense with Clive Barker directing it. 
Okay, you have to keep me updated. I know it's like, why don't you read the book? Because John, you're reading it, so you can. Yes, thank you. It, it's also <laughs> it's also a novella. It's like 120 pages, but oh. it's like big, but it's like big print too. Oh, that's if super short. Yeah, it's it's really short. If you just have like a few, honestly like a few hours, I'm a slow reader, and I tear through it pretty quick. Okay, I'm gonna jump on it then because I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, it's good. And then I started on your recommendation. I started watching American Horror Story season two yeah. as another thing, and I'll talk about that more later once I've had more of a chance. I'm only two episodes in. Okay, so we'll talk about that more down the road. Oh, what did you watch? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm so late, but I finally checked out the psychological horror. Pearl from 2022. You say you're late. I haven't seen it. I'm usually like on top of it. And I was going to go like the week that it came out, but it was just like chaotic, you know, Mm -hmm. so I didn't get a chance to. But basically, it's just the backstory on how Pearl became the person that she was. In X. Yeah. If you haven't seen X, go see X. You need to go see X ASAP. So basically, Pearl, she's trapped on an isolated farm. Uh, She's not really trapped, but her family's farm. And um, okay, I don't want to read too much into it with that. Mm. I'll just say this. I really, really enjoyed it, like, a lot. Mm. So, um, it has, like, a... Okay, first, okay, we're, we're going to keep it short, because I know I just <laughs> I just said that. I, I'm trying not to spoil it, so that's why it's, it's hard, because I want to tell people everything. Um, but yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet and just spoiler free. This movie is awesome. I love this so much. Mia Goth, like, honestly, she deserves like some type of, of an Oscar for her performance. Like she blew me away. And so does, um, so does Ty West. I'm so happy that he's back to horror. I'm so happy that you will horror films and stuff like that. And I'm so happy that he's even, he gave us like this X universe because it's literally been rocking my existence. I love it so much. It has a dark comedic tone to it but it's also very like i don't know there were some parts that made me uncomfortable like where it's just like should i laugh i don't i don't know you know (laughs) so but yeah it's it's really really good if you want something that's fun um and that will keep your eyes hooked i feel like pearl is it so i'll leave it at that I'm looking forward to. My wife said we're saving it for October, so hopefully nice. in the next couple of weeks we'll uh, we'll be able to get out of the house and. That's check it a out. good time. Um, then the other thing, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. So I watched this movie actually a month ago, but I couldn't say anything. Um, so this movie is Sissy. 2022 is going to be hitting Shutter on Thursday, the 29th. Um, high school best friends Cecilia and Emma run into each other after a decade, and Emma invites Cecilia to her bachelorette weekend away. And then they're basically in this remote, and Cecilia is, you know, she gets to meet up again with her high school bully. And then Ugh. things take a horrible turn for the worst in the most bloody way. Um, This will definitely be on one of my favorites. Um, It's going to be like, well, it is. It's one of my favorites of the year. And I feel like I'm only saying that, but I really, really liked it. The end of the year list is going to be tough. (laughs) It it will, but you know, I'm, I'm ready for it, John. Like last year, I feel like it was, (laughs) it was a little bit rough. I'm not going to lie for me. Um, Even though I did have my favorites and stuff like that, but this one, I feel like uh, we've been getting a lot of awesome movies, like undeniably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is one that I feel like it takes on, um, well, it takes a look at influencer culture and, mm-hmm. but it's not in the way that you may think. 
So, um, and I love everything about this movie. I love the storyline. I love the characters. I love the pacing. It This one also has like a dark comedic tone as well. Like it's blatantly right there. And the main character, Cecilia, she's played by this actress, um, Aisha D. And I absolutely love her in this series. It, it was, it ended already called The Bold Type. It's not a horror, but if you ever want some drama and some high-end fashion, you watch that show. But yeah, <laughs> she's, so it's just really cool to see her in a horror because she was also in a, like a comedy romance where she was a ghost, but it was more cutesy like you know rom okay you don't care anyway point is it's, it's a good time um, this isn't a face of someone not caring <laughs> no i didn't want to go down a rabbit hole um, of that but yeah basically cecilia we get to just see her she is a social media influencer or kind of like a self-help influencer and she has like these past traumas and they just start bubbling up and um it just takes a turn it takes a turn, and I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Like, what a beautiful movie. Okay, that's going to make me sound psychotic if I, if I say it's a beautiful movie, but it's very satisfying. So, yeah. The I, Witch is a beautiful movie. Okay, never mind. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, that movie is bleak and dark, John. Yeah, but it's beautiful. <laughs> okay. All right. But, yeah, Sissy is a beautiful movie. So, but, yeah, that's that's what I checked out. Um Really, really excited about it. And again, it's hitting Shutter this Thursday, 29th. Nice. Okay, so before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? I started with What Keeps You Alive from 2018 on Shutter and The Witch from 2015 on Tubi. And I am reading Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. And I will play catch up on the other things that I mentioned later. <laughs> I checked out Pearl in theaters and then I checked out Sissy. It was a screener, but it'll be available on Shutter this Thursday. Okay, before we get to some news, do you have any homework for me? Because I'm already falling into old habits. I've turned on Grave Encounters and Hell House each this week. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I don't remember if you said that you've seen this movie or not, but have you seen Teeth? Oh, yeah, I've seen Teeth. Okay, okay, yeah, because yeah, I remember we were talking about it. And... All right, well, don't yeah, worry, I have another one. So with this one, are you cool with paying $4? You could say no. I am okay with paying four dollars okay have you ever seen the vampire's assistant from 2009 it's like Cirque du Freak isn't that with like Nicolas Cage no there must be another one no I haven't seen it okay so it is um let me just make sure because last time I checked it was available on Amazon so it is on Amazon for four dollars it's on Apple TV Voodoo Google YouTube so, All right. Vampire's Assistant mm-hmm. on Amazon for next week. John C. Riley's in it. Josh Hutchinson Hutcherson is in it. Oh, maybe it's John C. Riley that. Oh, I okay. Have I think you I seen know it? You're... No, I haven't. Okay. I just I think I remember when it came out seeing like trailers. Mm-hmm. But no, I know I haven't seen this. Okay, well, it it, it is very much a fall Halloweeny movie. Perfect. So spooky time. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for me to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. First and foremost, the news that just dropped today as of recording. Cynodyne, Bloody Disgusting, and Screambox teamed up to acquire all North American rights to Robbie Van Finch's haunting and hellish horror nightmare, The Outwaters. For those of you who are like, what? That is a movie that both Megan and I have uh, waxed poetic about in the past. <laughs> Megan saw it at, well, I guess we both saw it at a film. Was it oh, Panic? Yeah, Panic yeah. Fest? She she recommended it to you. I think so. It I was think it was Panic Fest. Year? Yep, 
And she saw it, and it's a film footage movie, and she's like, you need to check this out. And she assigned it to me, and I, I rented it during the film festival. So this is the actual acquisition. And it was just officially reported in Variety this afternoon, which when you're listening to this will be two days ago. But Brad Miska reporting, this is not me. I am totally just stealing his work on this one. The visceral, chaotic, and dis- disorienting horror film is hands down one of the scariest films of the year. Ooh. Nightmarish Conjurings noted it was a rare gift in horror and something viewers haven't seen before. While our very own Megan Navarro called it a singular experimental descent in depra- into depravity and gore chaos. Ooh. Yeah, go read a review. It's is is really that good. statement true? <laughs> yes. Okay. This one is this one is going to be super divisive. I had a chance when it came out, I think I just posted that I saw it on Instagram and told people they got to check it out when they get a chance. And like the filmmaker like liked it or said thank you or something. I just kind of messaged with him back and forth a little bit. And initially he was kind of dealing with some like negative reviews mm. right out the gate. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I do get it. When this comes out and is available... Even if you're a phone footage like fan, you might not like it. Right. Like I think it's great, but I think it's great because it's something different. And it's trying something that I've thought about in horror movies. Like, well, why wouldn't why can't people just try and do this? And then they do it. And it's it's crazy. Wow. Like it is not like any other phone footage movie that I've watched. And so I really love being presented with something like that. I have a, a deeper level of appreciation on that like for that and i get it if people like this is one star i don't want to watch this because it's not like what you're used to seeing Mm -hmm. and having said all that you got to go see it now like at least see what what else is possible in phone footage that isn't formulaic like we're so used to and it is it's very disorienting it's very the act starting even like halfway through like act two act three it's like what is happening right now and it's it's something i'm very excited it's i'm really impressed that Screenbox is going to pick this one up that's awesome news yeah i remember you guys were um raving about it i still need to check it out and now i'll be able to yeah i think the early reports is that it'll be showing up on Screenbox. i think in early 2023 so early next year i think is when it's going to show up okay and then also uh, last week, I think not too long after we recorded the last episode, Hulu's Hellraiser trailer solved the puzzle box and unleashed Pinhead and new Cenobites. Did you get a chance to see the new trailer, Zena? I did not watch it on purpose. Oh, because yeah. you didn't want to see like any spoilers yeah, or anything? Yeah, I'm kind of done. I know people said like, oh, no, it's fine. No, I want to be surprised. Like I saw pictures and stuff, mm. and that's good enough for me. So I want to keep the mystery. Yeah, Hulu's Hellraiser, a reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic from director David Bruckner, will debut in the U.S. exclusively on Hulu on October 7th as a part of the streamer's annual Huluween celebration. I watched the trailer. I was very happy mm. watching the trailer. I, I even like. I think I posted on like their Instagram page when they posted about it, and you know the trolls were out. Like, <laughs> uh, like just like just stop it, just stop. <laughs> Stop hating things. Yeah. If you don't like things, that's fine. They have but don't, to. Don't post hate. Like it's crazy. Because you're not you're not feeling better. I don't believe you're feeling better when you're doing that. I think you're just perpetuating it. Instead, just be like, here's something I love. 
like just do that it's not it's not a hard turn uh but i think i posted like that i was skeptical i remember when megan originally read the news that they were going to adapt it for a tv series and i was like oh, yeah hellraiser tv series but the trailer looks really good like i'm in like as soon as it comes out, like I'm absolutely gonna check it out. Like Same. it's not even a oh, I'll eventually see it. Like, yeah, this is definitely on the in the cards for Halloween. Whoa, John. Yeah. So do you even want do you want me to even I won't even tease the trailer then. For Xena, I'm not even gonna like talk about what's in the trailer. Go out and see the trailer for yourselves. Oh, John, it's available thank you. you can check it out. I'm bloody you. disgusting. Where else? But it's David Bruckner. If you've seen the night house. Go watch it. Mm -hmm. Or The Ritual. The Ritual. Like, he's bringing that to the table. And if you haven't seen The Ritual or The Night House, go see The Ritual in The Night House. (laughs) Exactly. Rituals on Netflix, Night House, HBO Max. Yes. Go check them out. They're so very good. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do across a TV series because he packs a lot into just, uh, you know, 90-minute to two-hour movie. Like, stretching it out. Let's see what he's got. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of, like, like Mike Flanagan monologues. I don't think we're going to get that. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a lot of redemption tales. So, and then I just saw this one last night, so I had to talk about it. The first trailer for Knock at the Cabin is now available. M. Night Shyamalan's new movie that he's write, written and directed. That's an adaptation of Paul Tremblay's book, The Cabin at the End of the World. It's going to be starring Dave Bautista. So, uh, Zena, have you? I know you've you've read uh, Head Full of Ghosts, haven't you? No, I have. You guys mm. told me about it, and yeah. No, Paul Tremblay, he's one of my favorite. Like him, I like Paul Tremblay more than Grady Hendrix because Grady Hendrix writes detestable parent characters that I can't quite get past sometimes. Hmm. Like I loved Horror Store, but I'm having such a hard time with my best friend's exorcism because the adults are just the worst. (laughs) But Paul Tremblay, I can get through his books more because they're more manageable characters. And I read at Cabin at the End of the World, I want to say two or three years ago. Okay. I was actually going to ask you about that off air because I didn't want to go down a rabbit hole, but we're here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a part of a book club and normally I'm just like the horror person who recommends book, but usually my books are more like teeny bopper. But since uh, it's going to be my turn, like, you yeah. know, in October, you know, I really want, want to pick something big and like great. And I was either thinking the cabin at the end of the world or the fisherman, um that is oh with john langham yes which one do you think that will blow people's minds where like i said i I would used to like recommend more like very lighthearted, like you know books and stuff like that to them that's a little spooky but i want people to actually be scared i want to be scared the the fisherman the fisherman for me was way more like visually descriptive compelling mm-hmm. like this world that's created but you have to treat it like, more like if you want to talk like historical fiction because a lot of it is told like as a historical reference okay um paul trembley's is more like it's at a cabin and you're like what is going on mm. um i mean i can give you the description of the movie which is largely close to the book if you'd like and that might help you decide okay it's not it's not a spoiler because it's basically what you'd read on a book jacket right. anyway so, and this is the same synopsis for the movie. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. While vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. 
Confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. So the basic concept, which is outlined in the trailer, four strangers show up at a cabin. Mm -hmm. Uh, A man and his husband are at a cabin with their daughter. Mm -hmm. Their adopted, yeah. I'm not going to details about everything that's going on. Yeah, their adopted daughter. And four strangers show up and basically say, we're here to avoid the apocalypse. Mm. And you need to make a choice. And you don't know what that choice is. And you don't know if they're crazy and you don't know what's really going on. So it's very much like, okay, I need to do another chapter. Okay. Okay. I need to do another chapter. It's definitely not a cut and paste expectation mm-hmm. for what's going on. I think Dave Bautista is really good casting mm-hmm. for the, the role he's in. Um, yeah. I read that he was part of it. So I would say, I'm not going to say cabin at the end of the woods is lighthearted because it's <laughs> not, but it's not as dense or visually rich mm-hmm. we'll say i think the fisherman is a gorgeous book mm-hmm. so if you want to talk about the descriptions and, and everything else that that's involved in surrounding in historical fiction go there okay but they're very different books mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to talk about something that you could then like potentially follow up and watch the movie and like talk about that then yeah totally go kevin at the end of the woods i think they're both great books they're just very very different choices okay yeah, I was, I've been trying to decide, like, back in August when I knew it was going to be my turn, I was like, let me start looking, um, you know, because we have, like, a, a a book count number that we have to stay under, you know what I mean? And both fit it, mm. like, perfectly. So, but, yeah, I'll keep you updated. I'm sorry. Rabbit hole and... Yeah. No, it's totally... <laughs> and I think people out there should read both of them anyway. Yeah. I, I also think Kevin at the End of the Woods is a faster read. Because, okay. like I said, like I tend to read slower when there's these really dense visual descriptions because I don't want to miss, obviously, the work that the writer put into it. I don't want to glance over it. Mm-hmm. So it's The Fisherman's a little bit denser. Cabin in the Woods, for me, was a faster read. I cruised through it in like a day because I was also like, turn the, really page, good. Turn the page, turn the page. Okay. Yeah. So go check out all those. Lots of stuff going on. I'm very, very happy. Okay. <laughs> all right, listeners, it's your turn. Do you want me to totally spoil everything that's about to happen in the Hellraiser movie just to suddenly go, gotcha, to Xena right before? No? That would no. be mean. I'm not mean. I don't need to do that. What do you like more? Uh, I'm not even going to say what do you like more. Have you seen Cabin at the End of the World or The Fisherman? Which... No, just go read them both. I'm not even going to ask which one you like more. They're both great. Go buy them both. Support writers. <laughs> and then tell us about it. Number is 224-475-1040. They're not... The number is also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's a lot of talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Megan does this all the time. Gosh, Megan. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options. And clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, save me. What should we be watching? <laughs> sure. I mean, there's uh, this is like crazy season and you love yeah. it so much. Um, just take your time. One day at a time. It's okay. You don't have to watch new things. And this is me telling myself this as well. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. last week I found that I was just rewatching the ice cream man because I was scared because I didn't know what to watch. I, I almost turned it on today. I was cruising through I was cruising through Shutter and I almost clicked on it. Just, I clicked on the mutilator instead. That's a good time too. But yeah, yeah you just sometimes you just need to rewatch the Ice Cream Man or Hell House yeah. LLC. Yes. Okay, so um if you don't really want to decide, Bloody Disgusting TV, now available mm-hmm. at bloodydisgusting.tv is available or Screenbox where all your dreams come true. I'm going to say that that's the slogan now. It's it's my slogan <laughs> of Screenboxes. There's, there's a lot of options on there for you 
So again, we have a lot of stuff that's coming out. So first things first, on Thursday, the 29th, Sissy will be available on Shutter. Just told you guys about it, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, highly recommend checking it out. Then on Friday, the 30th, <laughs> we have Smile. It will be hitting theaters. I'm so excited to see this movie. Their marketing has been insane. I totally forgot about it because they had like that Super Bowl spot or yeah. something where it's so short, and I didn't know the trailer was coming before Barbarians. And I was watching it and I was like, ooh, it's an extended trailer. The end of that trailer, which is available for everyone to see, go to bloodyscustom.com, mm-hmm. scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just be a, just tense the whole yeah. time watching it. And something I thought was pretty cool, like as far as it goes with their um, marketing, it was like some type of game. Um, I don't follow sports, okay? So I don't know and or anything like that. But there was like some type of game. And basically there was a woman who was like sitting, it was either a, a game or something on the news, okay, with people. And there was a woman who was sitting in the back. Um, you can see her like behind like the news anchors and she's just smiling at the camera and she looks so creepy oh. and demonic. And there was like, there's a man that's doing it. Like he's standing. It's just, I love it. It's, I'm living for it. Like double high five to that marketing team because they're doing an incredible job so yeah um after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient dr rose cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain as an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying reality that's the synopsis then we also have um Queer for the Fear, Queer for Fear, a history of queer horror hitting Shutter as well. This is a documentary series. It's going to be exploring the history of LGBTQ plus community in the horror and thriller genres. The series reexamines genre stories through a queer lens. So there's going to be like a new episode every Friday uh, after that. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we also have My Best Friend's Exorcism. This one is super cute. I really like this one. It will be available on Prime Video. In 1988, Best Friends Abby and Gretchen navigates boys, pop culture, and a paranormal force clinging to Gretchen. With help from a mall exorcist, Abby is determined to compel the demon back to the pits of hell if it doesn't kill Gretchen first. Don't you hate it when that happens? Ah, oh, <laughs> man, story of my life. <laughs> And, then, and, and thank God I can just watch this and I can just be like, thank you for telling yeah. me the end. Please tell me that they adapted this so I can watch the second <laughs> half of the book I haven't finished. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, John, I should have recommended you check this one out. Well, now so. this will be the other thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then we also have Hocus Pocus 2. Finally. <laughs> Finally, on Disney Plus, three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Guys, I feel like we've been waiting for this movie for years. Like, I'm so excited <laughs> to see that. Like, uh, I know that there were some people, you know, people complaining, it won't be as magical. It's like, look, here. Jenny, or I don't know their names. Just relax, okay? It's still going to be a good time. Like, I'm excited about it. Moving on to Saturday, October 1st. Wow, happy October. This is our last episode of September. I know, it's crazy. I can't believe it. My 31 Days of Horror is about to start. I'm so tired. (laughs) You can do it. Um, So... 
So I guess I'll just start off by saying this. Um, there is on, there will be on Shutter an All Hell Argento collection. So mm-hmm. Opera will be available. It's going to premiere on the tenth, as well as his new um movie is going to be pre- premiering. I believe it will be on the thirteenth. We'll talk about that another time. Dark Glasses, but yeah, there's going to be um more Argento collections added um to shutter as well and then we also have something pretty cool we have another collection that is called house of psychotic women and basically uh cara janice cara la janice hopefully i'm saying her name correctly i'm sorry okay um yeah she <laughs> compiled a list of these awesome movies so as an example on like october 1st may will be available on shutter which is just such a good time as well as we have movies like i like bats footprints um some other stuff too, John. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of movies available. That <laughs> there's go- a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff. I'm overwhelmed, but it's 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 great. So moving right along, st- we're still sticking with Shutter. So this is an old one, but I think that this is like a great movie for the fall season. Um, this is the made-for-TV horror Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, 1981. Again, this won't be available on Shutter. Highly recommend when a man is wrongly accused and there there's revenge involved and we'll leave it at that and again this is still october 1st by the way we also have <laughs> we also have available that will be available on shutter the descent the first one and the second one so if you are a fan of those two movies you you, you might want to move those happy hips on over there so you can check it out then we have the indie movie two witches this one will be available on vod a witch passes on a sinister inheritance to her granddaughter triggering a horrific curse and then on Shout Factory TV, it's they have available, they will have available 31 days of horror. So literally it's 31 days of horror all day, every day, available for you. So just in case if you I knew I should have copyrighted that. <laughs> That's all right. As long as they don't copyright it. Don't yeah. make me change it. It's been <laughs> six years of doing this. Yes. And then moving along, still again, guys, we're still on October 1st. I know. Mm-hmm. We have available, this is an older old one as well, but the lawnmower man is will be available on Shout Factory, <laughs> Shout Factory TV. You know, I recently just watched this movie like this year. Uh-huh. And I, I remember. Um, yeah, like I okay, the technology, like, yeah, it's dated. It's very, very dated, yeah. but it's such a good time. Like I had fun with it. It's silly. It- it's it's yes you you have to take it as a product of a time Mm -hmm. that does not hold up well so it's more like i can't believe this was made yeah like this would not this could not be made anymore no i mean i wonder how they would how would they even up i mean of course they can update it but it's just like how can we you know like 30 years later where it won't be like people's like laughing at it I don't well know. if i remember right lawnmower man the book was nothing like the movie i heard that you're like it's the kind, person to tell me that yeah kind of like running man wasn't mm. really like the movie the concept was kind of there okay but they were very very different See, look at that, John. You are our book man. You know things. <laughs> Sometimes. I just don't get through all the books that I've read. <laughs> That's okay. All right. I promise, guys. We're almost done. Um, and then almost this is done. this is another oldie but goodie. Um, and this is kind of lighthearted and kind of it's not really not really scary. Okay, you decide. So Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage Witch. It'll be available on Shop Factory TV as well. Um, so living with her aunts when her parents uh take a year um 
year sabbatical, the teenager finds it difficult to fit into her new surroundings. And matters are complicated when bizarre happenings, when bizarre things begin to happen around her. So clearly, Sabrina, the teenage witch, you already know that she's a witch. She's a teenager <laughs> and she's living with her aunties. And then, oh, no, I'm a witch. But then she, okay, I don't want to spoil. Even though the movie is made in 1996, it's super old but i feel like it's very fitting to the season you want some fall spooky time type of things but a little lighthearted, kind of a little gateway without the gore and blood this could be a good way then we also have another oldie chillers mm -hmm. chillers um will be available on shout factory tv it's an anthology based on short stories um featuring psychological thrillers with sinister with a sinister um atmosphere and anthony perkins is the host so um just in case if you want to check this one out i know at one point this was also available on youtube was this like a couple of oh. months ago um but yeah you feel free to check that out i recently just found out about the show um yeah, but who am I? And then finally, just in case if you missed it, um, if you're like, oh, I, I want to see stuff in theaters. Okay, well, there's Barbarian. <laughs> Smile's going to be in theaters. Don't Worry Darling um, is in theaters. So it's just, you know, guys, the world is your oyster. You choose what you want to do with your eyes. And if that's what you want to watch, then live your life. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, including her review of The Outlanders. You can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy, that switches to daily starting on Thursday for the entire month of October. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Zena, and I'm tired. Sorry. Just <laughs> the content. That's perfect. Then you know what you should do? You should grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. <laughs>